Welcome back, everybody. Day six of the Views from Section 400. Bullmas podcast segment, running through the games. You already know who I am by now. It's your host, Matt. Got my two co-hosts, as usual, Brian and Jack. Very special guest in AY joining us as well. And a very special day. Because, Brian, I know you have the Rutgers ties. Yep. Shout out Paul Houck, Rutgers alumni. Uh, grew up going to those games. And Jack, I know you're from Jersey too, so. Yeah, grew up going to a couple Rutgers games, uh, you know, down in East, what is it, New Brunswick, excuse me. And uh, I got a bunch of buddies that went to Rutgers. Uh, shout out Mo and, and, and also Mo, uh, two Mo's and a couple other boys there. But love that school. Uh, definitely some fun times there. And uh, yeah, I'll get back there over winter break. And a little fun fact, Brian was in attendance for the Gary Nova six interception game. So Brian's got a lot of uh, a lot of Rutgers ties going to games. And uh, that's some good stuff right there because six is a lot. It's a lot of interceptions. It's yes, a lot it of interceptions. You just had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, that's a lot of interceptions. To be in attendance for that specific game. And they almost won. I know. I know. It, it was a wild game, dude. But, yeah, six picks, Gary Nova. Rutgers legend. Not very good, but Rutgers legend just because he was there for so long. Um, but without further ado, we'll jump over to the uh, Miami side, the U side, whatever you want to call it, the Hurricanes in South Florida, down in Miami. AY joins the show. What's going on, man? We appreciate you being here. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. You know, it's always an honor to be on the pod with uh, some uh, self-esteemed guests such as yourself or, or hosts for that matter. I'm the guest. But, um, you know, my name's Alex Young. I'm a University of Miami alum. And uh, even to this day, I'm always going to be repping the Canes. Big love for football, big love for basketball. And uh, like I said before, it's a pleasure to be on the pod with you guys. Yeah, I know you um, obviously – from high school but then you went on to Miami and somehow some way right when you got to Miami they played Auburn in the the NCAA tournament and we were shooting the shit but you know I had I had a lot of faith going into that game because Auburn had a great year won the SEC regular season and Miami was what an eight seed seven seed yeah eight seed Miami went in and shit pumped them so I'll give you your flowers you you have one on me and Jack for that matter um but yeah, I know Miami football hasn't been great lately. Miami basketball with uh, Jim Laranega is looking good. So, I mean, what are you thinking about this year before we get into football about the basketball team? Oh man, I'm I'm super excited. Um, but before I get into this year, I got let me let me rehash on the past real quick. Jabari Smith, who? <laughs> Jabari Smith, who? That guy looked like a nobody in that game. Miami's four guard system shut him down. He looked like he couldn't shoot. He couldn't do anything. I mean, Isaiah Wong, you know, that guy's special. I mean, don't even get me started on him, but we we really took it to you guys. I remember texting you, Brian, before the game. I'm like, I wouldn't be so cocky. I wouldn't be so cocky about this one. We're we're about to take it to you. Brian didn't know. He he sure shit he did learn. Eventually he did learn about what was about to happen. But yeah. you know, the you know, going on to this year, I'm I'm super excited. Back to back finals four appearances for the team. Um you know, it's just something to build on. Obviously, we're missing out on my boy Isaiah Wong. Obviously, he moved on to the NBA. But, you know, I'm I'm very excited for the younger guys that we got coming up. I think that 
Jim Larnig, he's a great coach. You know, he he knows what he's doing. And it's just something for us to build on moving forward. I'm pretty sure we're we're ranked in the top 15 right now. Um, and and honestly, I don't I don't see that changing. So definitely, I think there were definitely gonna be some players come uh come March Madness time. So I'm very before we move on to this football game, I gotta say one thing about that NCAA game, uh about that March Madness game. Jabari Smith, he did not have a good game. Um but that one was on Walker Kessler. Uh, I will admit to the world that I DM'd Walker Kessler after that game on Instagram and called him the softest basketball player I have ever seen in my life. Oh, no. Uh, I, I, I know for a fact that's why he didn't come back to Auburn and why he declared for the NBA draft, because I was not alone uh, in sending him messages like that. And he's soft and he needed a change of scenery. Um, but yeah, that that was on him. That was also just I, look at the free throw numbers in that game. Miami scored all of their points from the charity stripe. Uh, kind of, kind of a lopsided game in that affair, but you know we don't really need to rehash that anymore. Let's move <laughs> on to some football. Rutgers football, baby. Are you taking on the you, um, Matt? Get us back on track here. Yeah, dude, we got to uh, we got to get into some football there. But I didn't even realize we could brew up a almost freaking ten minute intro on uh on on an NCAA game from from a couple of years ago but that's where you get there man it was an exciting game and i don't want to touch on it the only thing i'll say is that was auburn's year man and you you uh you put put a stop to it uh that was their year to oh, do it the year to do it was when um Samir Dowdy fell into Kyle Guy in the final four and then Kyle Guy hit three free throws but that was their second year that they could have done. I think that, that that Jabari Smith year was the more talented team, but we'll save that we'll save that debate for a different day. We're not gonna jump this into uh to a big old debate. So again, we'll uh, I'm definitely down to debate it with you guys, but I wanna I, uh let's let's talk some football, right? It's uh, bonus. Yeah, it's bolness. It's bolness, and that's what you get. But uh, when you're up in Section 400, you get the drunk guys talking about the game from three years ago because that's what it's all about. But, yeah, Rutgers taking on the U, uh, you know, it's uh, – I, I want to get your opinion on it, A.Y. What, uh, what was your time like at the U? Did you go to a lot of games? What was it like, uh, you know – going to school in what they call paradise. Do people even give a shit about football down there? Do they give a shit about the sports? I mean, I guess I would because I'm a sports fanatic, but you know where I'm coming from. I mean, when you're in paradise down there, it's uh, it's tough to really have that hardcore fan base. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that's the thing about Miami. There's so much to do down there. You know, the, there's, there's just so much going on. And for, like, unless the team's doing exceptionally well, people just quite frankly don't really care down there. I mean, that that's just what it is. Like, like, you know, it's hard to get behind a team when they're not doing well. Like, hey, let's be real. Everybody loves a winner. But when you're not winning, it's like, you know, it's one thing. So I'll take you through like football, for instance. So football, we always start off the season like soft. Like we got a soft schedule and we go like 4-0, 5-0, sort of like what happened this year for our team. You know, we were 5-0 and going into that Georgia Tech game. And then we all know what happened with that horrible fumble and whatnot. But, you know, Miami's just a, like you said, it's a beautiful place. It's in the Sunshine State. 
a lot of distractions, a lot of girls, a lot of fun, a lot of partying down there, a lot to be had. So it's easy to lose focus of the sports. But um, for me, I, I tried to make it to a lot of the football games, but uh, the way that they have the commuting set up with the school. So if you guys don't, you guys probably don't know, Miami's um, where we play is at the um, at the Dolphins, you know, arena um, down, right. which is which is basically like an hour off of campus. So what they do is they shuttle you there and you shuttle you back. And and it's just it's just a mess. It's just a total mess. You you go there and you'd wait in line for like an hour to get on the shuttle. And then let's say you want to let's say it's a blowout and you want to leave by halftime. You literally wait until the end of the end of the game to even get on the shuttle to go back. So it's really restricted the fan base. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the Miami games that the stadium is pretty much empty other than like the lower bowl. It's really it's really not much to be desired. You know, once they got rid of the orange bowl, it's really been gone downhill from there. I actually did a couple of projects actually on looking at the subsidies of getting a stadium on campus and looking at the inner workings to get that going. But it's really, you know, financially it's impossible with how expensive real real estate is down there in Coral Gables. But, um, you know, I had a great time there. Great experience. Um, the sports is great. The people are great. And uh, I'll be real with you guys. I kind of miss that sunshine right now being down in Philadelphia in the cold right now. So I am a little jealous of my friends who stayed there, but no doubt. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's definitely freezing out. So must have been <laughs> nice uh, living uh, in the warm weather in the wintertime. Definitely, definitely doesn't get old. But yeah, obviously Miami taking on Rutgers. It is the pinstripe ball, home of the newly acquired Juan Soto. Is he going to be in attendance? In the be. first main, in the first main event, kind of thing at at, at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> we said Caleb no, Williams. Yeah. We said Caleb Williams would be in the dugout at uh, Petco Park. You feel like Juan we did be at the dugout and we <laughs> Yankee <did>. Stadium. That'd <laughs> no, be pretty right. funny. Wrong, wrong kind of football for him. It would be hilarious. I don't know if he's going to be there. I re- I want to say no, but I really don't know. You don't know what they could pull off, but uh. But yeah, like you, I think you said, Ay, Miami started four zero, went on the seven, uh, the three game skid, and end up with seven point losses to FSU, uh, who did have Jordan Travis and Louisville. Um, so interesting stuff there, um, Brian. Let's roll. Yeah, no. So, bef- you kind of mentioned it, uh, missing Miami, Ay, but. I know as an Auburn fan in D.C., it's kind of tough to, you know, stay in the, I guess, culture of a game day. So I'm interested to see if you have any rituals or fans up there that you how, how you enjoy a Miami game day. Because it's tough uh, not having, you know, people that went to the school around you. Yeah, I mean, for me, so I mean, I know you were in a fraternity, Brian. For us, what we would really do is we would usually have a big watch party at our frat house and, we would order uh, catering from Chuck's Wings, which is if you know Miami and you know Coral Gables, you know that that's the spot to get your wings. You probably get a couple hundred wings delivered to the house, booze with all the boys and, and watch the game. That was sort of our ritual. Um, every now and then we would have tailgates like we would have we would show up and uh, be on scene and be present. But for the most part, from what I personally preferred was just kicking it back at the crib and watching the game, you know. Yeah, nothing like some wings and some kegs. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, Miami was not walkable. It was like an hour drive in Miami traffic, which made it like an hour, 45 minute drive. And it was just like you'd be on that bus regretting all your life choices, just trying to get back home and just get back. That's <laughs> yeah. an absolute nightmare, man. That is horrible. Oh, dude, it, it, it's, it's, nowhere, it's wrong. Too. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. It, you know, they're depriving, you know, such a good school, such a rich football history school of, you know, what makes it elite and what makes any program elite is the fans and the atmosphere that's created in the stadium. And, you know, they, they really deprive the team of that. And as a result, the teams really struggled. I mean, you know, let's be real. Like they, they used to be the creme de la creme, the top notch school back in the very early two thousands. And yeah. it's kind of a, it's a, it's a, it, it's a figment of what used to be of what it used to be. So, but you know, yeah, no, I mean, speaking of depriving them of what they used to be, uh, Miami's down to their third-string quarterback in this game. Their starter, Tyler Van Dyke, is on to Wisconsin, where I'm sure he'll be freezing his ass off next season. Emery Williams, the backup, played he played well in the games he was in, but he's injured. So now you have Ducurie Brown, a four-star recruit from a couple years ago, played a little bit last year, hasn't seen the field this year. So I know before the pod you were kind of talking about how Rutgers might have a decent chance in this game. I mean, Miami down to the third string quarterback. I, I think I might ride with the Scarlet Knights here. Yeah, no, I, I I don't disagree on your take about riding with the Scarlet Knights. I mean, not only Van Dyke hitting the transfer portal, but we got, you know, 10 to 15 other guys who are hitting the portal right now, you know, going, going God knows where. Don't even get me started about the portal and how it's ruining college football. But we got a lot of guys who are already checked out. They're already in the portal. We got a lot of guys who are injured. And, you know, it, it it's really not looking up right now for the team. I mean, it, it, what you see is like, you know, especially with the game, not to disrespect Rutgers or anybody who likes Rutgers, but like I, I just can't see this team getting up and being real motivated to play in this game in the in the freezing cold weather up in northern New Jersey. You know, I I, I just don't think that. You know, I've seen a lot of Miami teams over the past couple years, and it's really been a letdown. You know, I mean, they lost to Wisconsin a few years ago when they were also in the pinstripe bowl. Um, you know, it's it's I just don't think that this team has enough. I mean, they got um, they got they got exceptional skill players. Um, they're they're really good up in the trenches and everything like that. But let's be real. Like this is Rutgers Super Bowl. You know, this is their big game to win. You know, going into the season, you know, they're not always they're not always slated to make a bowl game every year, you know? And so the, this is their Super Bowl. Um, you know, Miami football, this has been kind of a letdown year, a very underwhelming year. You know, they, you know, they brought FSU. They, we only lost by seven points to them, only lost by seven to Louisville. Like a lot of letdown games, a lot of disappointment. Um, and I just think that this season isn't going to end on such a strong note. I think that that the way that the season's going and a lot of seasons have gone in the past for Miami is that they're, they're due for a letdown. And I just think that, I just really think that Rutgers really wants this game more and it's in their back, you know, it's in their backyard. So it's going to be, yep. it's going to be a tough task for Miami with, uh, without, you know, on their third string quarterback to come in there and get a win. I mean, obviously they on paper, they're more talented than Rutgers, but you know, Greg Schiano, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, little throwback information. Mario Cristobal actually used to be Greg Shiano's defensive coordinator back when he was uh, on his original stint with Rutgers uh, way back when. But, you know, I, I, I think that um, I think that this is this is a Rutgers game to win.
Yeah. It really is. It really is. It's in their back pocket. Like you said, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, um, it's right in their backyard. It's a home game for them. People are traveling uh, right up to Yankee stadium to check it out from Rutgers. Uh, even all the way up in North Jersey, still going to be Rutgers fans. I mean, it's so close to the campus. And like you said, these guys are practicing in, in nice weather They've been chilling in Miami for the last month or however long they're going to have until the game. They're not getting up for this one. And I know they've had a, a couple of nice pieces in, uh, what was it, Xavier Restrepo. Um, who's the other guy? Jacoby George did pretty well um, this year. Obviously, now they're on the third string quarterback, kind of like you talked about, but Ay, kinda uh, want to know what you what you see here, man, because the two receivers are electric. But with the third string quarterback, are they going to be able to do anything in this game to kind of keep the Hurricanes afloat and and give them a shot? Yeah, I mean, I I think that the biggest thing to look at in this game is who can establish the run game. Like whoever can run the ball is 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 going to win this game because as you guys all know, if you can run the ball, it opens up the pass game. You know what I mean? And and what's what's you know, a good run game is a quarterback's best friend. If Miami can run the ball with their third string quarterback, get a little play action, get some good looks going off of that, get the quick game going, get them, get them, you know, trying to stop the run. If they can get the quick game going and get it out to their their really talented receivers on the outside, I think that they have a shot. But it, I think this game is really gonna dwindle down to in the trenches. You know, football is a trench game. Whoever can win the trenches is gonna win this game. And, um, you know, I, I think that up front, it, it, it's going to, you know, that's really going to be the, the deciding factor in this one. Definitely. I think uh, I think it uh, could open up the play action, too, and get some of those electric wide receivers involved uh, if they are able to uh, to to, you know, establish a little bit of a run game. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's some good stuff on Miami. Jack, tell us what we need to know about the Scarlet Knights. Dude, the Rucker Scarlet Knights. Fire football team. Just they're they're the Tennessee Titans or the Pittsburgh Steelers of, of college football. Just a gritty fucking team. Year in, year out. Shiano's got these boys fucking ready to rumble, bite at kneecaps, as Dan Campbell would say over in Detroit. Um you never have that much talent on the offensive side of the ball. Usually just like a run first team, never any like wide receiver prospects or quarterback prospects. But yeah, most recently out of Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco tearing it up for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if you need me to you know explain this grittiness that comes with Rutgers football, look no further than Isaiah Pacheco. I don't think anybody runs harder than that man since Marshawn Lynch, maybe. Um, no, no, big, big take there, but might be true. Uh, a little bit about this team, five and two under Shiano in bowl games. I know we talked about it earlier. They're not a lock for bowl games every year, but when they get there, they show up and, and they want to win it. So five and two pinstripe bowl right in their backyards. That trip from New Brunswick to the Bronx is half hour, 45 minutes, depending on your mode of transportation. Uh, I know a lot of you guys will be taking that subway in there popping a, a tall boy on the subway. That'll be a good time. So have fun for that. Um, moving on, you know, Gavin Wimsat, their quarterback, nine rushing touchdowns on the season, leading the Big Ten, um, almost 500 rushing yards, nine passing touchdowns. Kyle Monahai, is that how you say that? Monahai? <laughs> 
I'm actually not sure I should have looked that up, but he's good enough where we should pronounce his name right. But uh, we apologize, Kyle. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, but yeah, speaking of these, these Rutgers running backs over the years, Ray Rice and, uh, and Isaiah Pacheco, this guy, Kyle, over a thousand yards rushing, uh, most in Rutgers Big Ten history and most free Rutgers since 2012. So it's pretty impressive stuff out of this guy. Uh, as AY said earlier, this game's going to come down to who can establish the run. If it's going to if it's going to be Rutgers showing up with that effort, winning the battle in the trenches, you have to think it's going to be them. Um, but what do you guys think? What, what, what do we like on the predictions? I'll let uh, I'll let AY start us off. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my Homer glasses off real quick, and my prediction is to hit that Rutgers money line and hit it hard. I think that uh I think we hit the nail on the head hitting all the key points. I think that Rutgers is gonna want it more than them. You know, I think that they're gonna get their first ever collegiate win versus Miami. Going into this, they were zero and eleven, so they've never beaten Miami before. So I think that they're going to get their first win. I it, it kills me to say it, guys. You know, I you know I want Miami to win. I want to be on here telling you guys that oh we're going to run them down and it's going to be a blowout. But you know, from everything I know about the game and and, and football, I I just think that all the signs are pointing in Rutgers' direction, and I think that it's going to be a decisive victory. I I would I think that they'll win by more than a touchdown, but that's just me. Wow. The home field advantage is definitely a big part in it. And not only home field advantage, right? It's not like a Midwest team is going into the Bronx. It's a team that's in paradise right now in warm weather. I think the cold's totally going to have them rattled. This isn't the NFL where, you know, teams in warm weathers can come in and play in the cold and they're not affected. These are college kids. They're going to be rattled if it's ice cold up there uh, on game day. But, in terms of how I see this one playing out, I, I think I'm I'm kind of where where you were leaning. You guys were leaning with the with the home field advantage. I got Rutgers winning this game, covering whatever spread they got to cover. I'm a huge Greg Schiano guy. I think he's a great head coach. I love uh, I love what he does up there. He tries to keep him competitive, and it's looking like Rutgers might start making a trend in the right direction after a pretty strong year. Um, this year so I see Rutgers covering covering their spread winning the game and uh, should be pretty dominant uh, I think you know Miami could put up a fight but I think Rutgers will just have a little bit too much uh, especially if it's cold weather I think the cold weather would favor Rutgers you know so much so I got Rutgers winning this one and covering I think uh, I think it's a pretty safe bet to bet to take especially in that colder weather but uh Brian, where's this one go, man? I know you probably got a lot of juice for the Scarlet Knights. I do have a lot of juice for the Scarlet Knights. Um, going back on what Jack said about Isaiah Pacheco, that is friend of the program, Isaiah Pacheco. He hit our squad ride for us a few weeks ago. So thank you for that, Isaiah. Also, I love how Jack made the Tennessee Titans comment, um, along with the fact Rutgers doesn't really get receivers. I think the last decent receiver coming out of Rutgers was Kenny Britt. And he had like a three-year career with the Titans back in yep. the early 2010s. Hey, Kenny so. Pruitt wasn't bad, man. He had a he good wasn't little bad. three years bad. there, man. 
So yeah, shout out Kenny Britt. He was average. Dude, he was a nice big body receiver. He man. was solid. Yeah, average doesn't mean bad. I feel like when you say someone was average, that it's a, a su- immediately assumed he was, like he negative. He was a jag, dude. He was he was just a guy. He it's wasn't not like, negative. You know, an all pro average. guy, but he was you're solid just, in his role. He was a right, decent you're fantasy all right. asset for a he couple was not of years. Bad. You're all right. You're average, but he wasn't a superstar. You're not gonna make oh, the no. Hall of Fame. <laughs> But, the only reason anybody knows him is because he was, you know, you know him from fantasy. If you ask somebody who doesn't do fantasy or just a common fan, they're going to be like, who the hell is that? Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good point. I think that that's the first time I've heard Kenny Britt's name in probably like, like all five or six years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly I mean, there. Uh, but yeah, no, just quick shout out Kenny Britt. But yeah, I am going to have a <laughs> lot of juice on Rutgers in this game. I don't think my dad will let me live it down if I didn't pick Rutgers in this game. So I'll pick Rutgers. I will also pick uh, Gavin Wimsat to find the end zone rushing. And I will pick Kyle to go over his rushing total and also find the end zone. So a little nice pro Rutgers, pro Scarlet Knights parlay there. Love All it. Right. And yeah, I mean, just to give you the last prediction here, Jersey guy rolling Jersey strong right now. Uh, they're they're winning this game right now. Miami is a one point favorite for some reason. So, uh, you know, if you really want to take that plus one, go ahead. But I'm slamming that money line, probably going two to three units on it because that's how confident I feel about this. We talked about it. It's the home field advantage. It's the cold weather. It's the good coaching. Uh, you know, we're we're rolling with Rutgers, and and they're they're gonna want it just as much as we do. Big. And just to tag off of that spread, the spread opened up at Miami minus four and a half, and now it's Miami minus one and a half. So that just goes to show you where the uh, where a lot of the picks are coming from, and I think it's pretty much in line with what we've talked about today on the show. That's a lot of movement, dude. Three and a half points, and we're still uh, what? What the what's uh, the game's what? This Saturday, two weeks away. No, twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Oh yeah, yeah so two weeks away. Still a little bit down the road, but yeah, I mean, that's a big line movement. A lot of money coming in on Rutgers. Get in now because it's probably going to move a little more uh, before we before we get to the game. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody got their picks in. We're huge, huge Rutgers uh, uh, plays out of everybody. <laughs> a and bonus I squad ride. Yeah. yeah. It's a bonus squad, squad ride. ride. It's a bonus oh, yeah. squad ride, and I'm glad we brought that up because it's close enough. To get boots on the ground, so if I can snipe tickets, and if that, and I know, uh, I know, I don't know, Jack, if you'll be in the area, Ay, you're in the area, Brian, you'll be in the area. I don't know, if, I don't know if it's something that we can coordinate and figure out, but it's close enough to get the boots on the ground and have a views from Section 400 yeah. field day. So something to look out for, possibly in the cards, uh, would be super hyped to bring that to you guys. But that kind of wraps it up for this edition of Bull Miss. It's another hot one, Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers and Miami. In Rutgers, pretty much backyard. We got a lot of juice on Rutgers. Definitely want to say thanks, AY, for being on the show, taking some time out of your week, and uh, just joining us here, man, and, and chopping it up. Uh, appreciate uh, everybody watching. Appreciate you, AY, for always uh, you know liking our, our posts and commenting on stuff. Support means the world, man. So appreciate, uh, like I said, you taking some time out of your day, man, to uh, to hop on and uh, chop it up with us. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate you guys having me. It's always a pleasure, and uh, I really, I really love what you guys are doing. And uh, 
you know, I'm always going to be a supporter. I'm always been going to be a fan. So I got you guys. Love that, man. Love that, Ben. But other than that, that wraps it up and we'll shut it down. It was views from section 400. It's Bolmus. Stay tuned for the content and watch out for that January 1st live show because it's going to be hectic and I can't wait. Don't be a bum tomorrow, Peyton. War damn eagle. <laughs> War eagle, baby. Go Canes. Boom. Go Canes. Go Canes. It's all about the U, baby. It's all about the U.